came on time That'll change your life Talking about the word of the Lord He'll make it all right If you've been redeemed And if you really love him, say so Join in and share what's on your heart Pass the mic with a pass the mic Hey everybody, this is Lady J. And my new main man, Elder Watson. Hey everybody, this is Elder Watson. You are listening to Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike. And today's topic is dealing with blended families. Thank you. Everybody, Pastor Mike here, and my lovely co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Thank you to everyone who is listening to our show. This show goes live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for your enjoyment, and you can follow this show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash PTM with Pastor Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor M. Johnson 6, and on Facebook, you can follow the show at Pass the Mike W forward slash Pastor Mike. All links are in the show description. So, before we get started on today's topic, I kind of briefly want to talk about uh, some of the stuff that's been going on in the world today. Uh, as some of us know, Excuse me. As some of us know that um, President Trump dropped one of the most, the largest bomb. They call it the 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 mother bomb or something like that. A mother of all bombs. The mother of all bombs. Yeah, yeah, the mother of all bombs. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, they call it it's M O M O A B. They call it the mother of all bombs. And he dropped the bomb, that bomb on Syria, on the, I think, their military base. And now um, Russia has now flew past um, or flew near Alaska. And this is something that has never happened. Um, Russia has never flown, you know, over U.S. um, soil. But now they did, and their jets was carrying, I think, from what I read, what I was reading, they said their jets was carrying, you know, nuclear bombs. Sweet baby Jesus. So this, this, this. You can't even say crazy. Like, we, we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to exclude the listeners out there that, you know, they don't really, they're not, you know, up to par with the Bible, but it's kind of expected but then living the reality of it is just like a new, like, when you read about it in the Bible, like perilous times, and you're actually experiencing it, it's like a new, I don't know what's the word, like, help me, one of y'all. 
It's like a new feeling type thing, I guess, so to speak. Like unexplainable. Yeah, like it's it's kind of something that you can't explain. Like it's this is like crazy. Like if this is happening, like if this is really happening. Yeah, it really is. And then in other news, the shooter from Ohio supposedly shot himself. Supposedly. Supposedly, right, after being on the run for so long, and even being in Philly, in a fair amount area where he was reporting. That was just speculation. You know, nobody, nobody, I mean, you know, how many bald head people were there? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's like ninety percent. Right, just about every black male. You got a video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just about every. No, no, no. Black male. Right. You know, once they get to that certain point where the hair starts falling out, you go bald. Okay. And you know, well, you most go out there. Most of them. Yeah, well, most of them, yeah. I so, mean, all of them. so what you're saying is somebody saw a lookalike and they reported it in the Fairmont area and had everybody just... Everybody all frantic and... Oh, my God! He's, he's over here! He's over here! And this man is not even... He wasn't... First of all, I mean, if you really, really want my, my opinion... Come on! I want your opinion. <laughs> I want it. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that it was staged... <laughs> But I mean, I don't know because when you nah, I don't think the, the, family, the killing of that that old man. Maybe the other the stuff that he was saying about killing all those other people. Maybe that was kind of like that wasn't true. But the whole the thing of killing the the, the older man, the elderly man, that that had to be true. Like maybe that's, they got some good actors out there, but that that, well, that seemed to be true. What's that? And I'm not like, saying that, you know, he did not kill the man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, everything else, you know, just seemed a little... Fishy? Uh, yeah, fishy to me. Because, for one, how did this man travel from Ohio... There you to go. Airy, to Airy, Pennsylvania. Yeah. There was... I mean, now, y'all know, y'all looking for a shooter that had claimed to kill more than one person Right. There's no cops out on 95 or any highway that's looking for his car. Like, and, and not only that, but with all the technology. No, that? because he was found in that same white car. And I think what. Oh, what, the state troopers was oh my God. I can't with this. I mean, with all the technology that's in the world, it's, it's very no hard to believe that right. you couldn't look right. down or trace anything as many times as you can ping somebody's phone or tap into somebody's GPS and he went this amount of days without being located or, you know, so many, unless he rambles. I don't, it just seems a little fishy to me. Absolutely. It has to be. I mean, I saw a lot of, like, Facebook posts saying how it was pretty much a distraction, you know, keeping our eyes off of what's really going on in the world as far as China and Russia and the U.S. Like, it was pretty much to keep our eyes off of what's going on and something's about to go down, And which, in fact, I really do believe something is going to go down. It's just that social media is really powerful. Like, social media is really powerful. Like, it, it really is powerful. Like, people really, they, they were consumed by it. Like, even at work, that was the hot topic at work, you know, talking about the guy that killed the elderly man and so on and so forth. And I didn't hear one person talk anything about China and Russia and what's going on with the U.S. Right. And it wasn't until I actually saw on Facebook that I started looking it up. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Right. And, 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 and,
and and just you know, and talking about you know the elderly man that was you know that was murdered, brutally murdered. Um, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Godwin. So we definitely want to you know keep the Right. Yeah, what about family? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because right. that, that's just uh, a horrible way to lose someone. Right. You know, just for no reason at all. You just pick somebody out and just shoot them. Mm-hmm. And then you got the audacity to put it on Facebook. Facebook Live. Facebook it's like Facebook has become the new news. And to mm-hmm. what Lady was saying, it is a lot of smoke and mirrors because most people have gotten to the point where they hear so much tragedy on the news that they don't watch the news. So now it's like, let's find a new outlet to get their mind off of what the real problem may be, and that is now social media. Right. So um, getting to the discussion. Here we go. Discussion. (laughs) Dealing with blended families. And uh, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, her. you know, about to talk bad about blended families or, you know, blended families is a, it can be a good thing. Absolutely. can definitely be a good thing. However, there are some issues that come with blended families. Absolutely. And Agreed. especially if you're marrying, um, you know, someone with children, you know, there there are things that that has to be uh I would say dealt with from the beginning. Great. Meaning, um if there's kids, if there's, you know, children involved, you know, you got married and, you know, this your spouse has children, you know, by someone else. Um the thing that I would say that really, really needs to be dealt with is um, the children, the parents, all three parents, the, the, the step-parent and the two biological parents. Right. I think those three need to sit down and discuss, you know, the dealing with and the raising of the children. Because you have a lot of people, and I'm going to I'm going to be a little raw tonight. I'm going to be just a little raw. But you have some people who uh, who are not really mature. Right. And, you know, their first thing was, you know, tell her or tell him, you better not put your hands on my children or my child. Correct. You know, and you have stuff like that. And it makes it hard for the step-parent to really parent that child. I think the issue is we all get caught up in um, the love part that we never take the time to discuss the blending part. And it's not until it's too late that you realize how important it may have been to talk about how you guys were going to parent the children um, what is the actual relationship between the parties involved? Um, because most times um, the father and the mother of the children probably even haven't sat down and discussed the next phase of each other's life. 
And not that you're looking for approval, uh, but at the end of the day, we still need to be on the same page when it comes to the children. And most times we don't discuss with uh, the other party uh, what's going on when those type of things are, you know, are coming about, and then that causes more issues. Right. I I was looking up up some stuff online, and I found something that really, really intrigued me. Um, it really, really caught my attention as I was reading. And it says, uh, the majority of families have shifted from the original biological, biological bond, mother, father, and child. We are now a nation in which the majority of families are divorced. Most go on to remarry or form living together relationships. Some of the statistics that they put up there is they said 1,300 new Step families are forming every single day. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 1,300 step families a day. A day. That's crazy. So that brings up another issue of where is our stick to itness? Like where is the, the ability to work it out? That ability is not there because, once again, People don't really know what love or relationship is. And most times, people follow the pattern that was presented to them. And unfortunately, in a lot of, especially African-American homes, there's a lot of running going on. And it it sets the precedence that says, when things get rough, I run. Not stick, not discuss, not figure out what the issue is, just run and get as far away from the problem as you can, signifying that that is how you deal with a problem. Also, I really believe that that number is so astounding because we are, as people, don't really take the time to get to know who we are getting involved with. We look at the physical attributes and say, that turns me on. But what happens after that one year Mark, where I know you and things get repetitive, then what? And most people don't realize that the physical aspect is going to eventually change. It's about the communication and can we talk and can we reason and do all those things that help sustain a relationship right. or a marriage. Right. Um, another uh, statistic. Um, it says over 50% of U.S. families are remarried or recoupled. The average marriage in America lasts only seven years. That's crazy. Ain't nothing like grandma and grandpa that been together over 50 something years. Over 50 something years. <laughs> and you know, so you barely see that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you'll have somebody say, you know, you know we've been at it for 30 something years. I really, I really do applaud stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I think, believe it or not, I think back in those older times that um, they were taught, in a way, how to kind of stick it out, you know, um, because even if grandma and grandpa was arguing or fighting, most times you didn't know, and they didn't let it be known um, to the family. 
And real quick, just to go to a biblical standpoint, I think those numbers are so astounding because a lot of us are not sticking to the traditional Bible ways of what the Bible, what the Almighty said, and um, where we're not unequally yoked, and um, we're joining with people that He didn't intend for us. So when we attach ourselves to people who He didn't intend for us, most times that's going to lead that's going to lead to chaos. And within that, you don't know what you birthed out of that chaos. And then what happens is now when the Almighty allows who he originally had for you to come into play, now you're coming with baggage because you are um, not willing to wait on him to send who he had for you. Right. That's true. Um, another one. Uh, one out of two marriages ends in divorce. One out of two marriages. So that's 50%. All right. So you need to tell me 50% of marriages end in divorce. And this is how you end up with so many blended families. Right. Because, you know, nobody is really willing to stick in there. Nobody is really willing to, you know, do what it takes. You know, let's talk about this. You know, even if we have to receive counseling, mm-hmm. you know, to keep the family together, now, I understand, <clears throat> I understand, you know, infidelity and, you know, those bounds, those, you know, bounds of, you know, getting divorced. Right. But then there are things where, there are times where even that can be worked out. Absolutely. You know, that can be forgiven and, and worked out. So, it's, it's heartbreaking because you have so, and I'm not saying that blended families are bad. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that blended families, pretty much from these statistics, blended families are coming from people who just decided to just call it quits, and you know, not just you know, not even trying to you know work it out and. You know, let's make this last. You know, let's work through our problems. All right. You know, there's no problem big enough that it cause me to, you know, want to leave you. When I say I love you, I really love you. All right. So I'm envious for better or for worse. Say something to me, and I want to get your a point of view on this. Um, we often speak uh, those vows, right, that say, like, for better or for worse for richer or for poor, and things of that nature. But my question to you is, uh, do you think that we're speaking negativity in our relationship when we speak those vows? And then as we come back, you can answer. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yo, man, these wings are fantastic, man. These wings right here are the best in the world, man. I feel like your taste buds is lying to you, man. 
man, you don't tell me. I'm telling you right now, you ain't had no wings until you had wings from Chef Rome. Chef Rome? Man, yeah. Who was Chef Rome? Chef Rome, Rome in the kitchen. You ain't heard of Chef Rome? No, I ain't heard of no Chef Rome, man. I mean, anything you need, he can make it. He'll make it perfect. I promise you, all you got to do is reach out. It's real easy. How do I get in contact with I am so glad you guys asked. If you are looking for Rome in the kitchen, he can be found at telephone number 215-531-0390. Again, that's 215-531-0390. Email address theromanway at gmail.com. T-H-E-E-R-O-M-E-N-W-A-Y at gmail.com. If you're going to do it anyway, make sure it's the Roman way. We're back. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to open up the phone lines and we're going to um, take any your questions, your comments, um, anything that you want to ask us <coughs> concerning the um, topic that we're talking about today. We're dealing with blended families. <coughs> Excuse me. The number is 657-383-1505. Again, that's 657 657- Three eight three one five zero five. So, I would ask the question: Do I think uh, that speaking those type of uh, vows over your marriage is kind of I want not I want to say curse, but like putting that negativity there? You understand what I'm saying? Because if the Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue, and if I'm speaking those things out of my mouth, then subconsciously I could be speaking those things into existence. And then no, nobody even, you can't find that even in the Bible to say for rich or for poor. So why are we even saying it? Well, I, I wouldn't say that that we're keeping that negativity. And here's why I say that. I would say that you are speaking things, you are speaking um, to your significant other, to your spouse, you know, to your husband to be, to your wife to be, you know, letting them know that no matter what, whatever happens, whether we're rich, whether we're poor, whether we're in the best of health, or whether, you know, I'm sick or you're sick, I'm going to love you through it all. So through the ups, through the downs, like no matter what it is, basically these vows are pretty much just um, extending how much I really love you and how much I'm going to love you. And I'm going to be that much in love with you that no matter what happens, we're in this together. But you know, Really all that can, the reality of it is that people do not honor those vows point blank period, no matter if they write their vows or whatever. It's not being honored, and the issue that we're discussing is the blended families, how we end up with these blended families, and how we're going to, you know, basically the issues and the concerns that people have with blended families. So I know for myself, I grew up in a home where I had a stepmom and stepbrother, right. and um. Initially, it was hard, honestly, 
it was hard because me and my brother was the ones that kind of um, came into the family, uh, so to speak. Um, well, that's kind of how we felt. We were the younger two out of the older two, and I pretty much felt like my oldest kind of hated me and my little brother. So I think, number one, the most important thing is to be aware of your children. As you stated, like, um, in some situations, it's unrealistic to try to have a conversation with the ex-parent and the parents and the two parents that are together. In my situation, that wasn't realistic. Um, There was some, I guess, animosity beef there, so that wasn't really the, you know, good thing to do. The best thing in some situations is to have the parents that are now together in this sit down with the children as a family. Everyone sit down together and establish some rules, establish some rules and some boundaries as a family and not individually give rules or, you know, things of that nature. I think that there should be like a corporate um, meeting and everyone pretty much, you know, discuss the overall rules of the house and not just individuals because it's your child or my child. I agree. Um, But I think the issue that comes in to to play when, um, and I'll say from experience, if one of the children feels away um, with the rule that the family mm-hmm. um, institutes, now they go back, and then, and I know this is what probably a lot of people deal with, they go back to the other parent right, and right. say uh, this, that, and the third, spice it up a little bit to make themselves feel less like they're victim. As children, we've all been at one point. And then now animosity is there um, because now the outside parent is feeling like the inside parents are either double-teaming the child or you're being an extra on my child, and then don't let there be a, a, a child between the two that are married. That breeds more. Um, resentment because let's be honest, each child wants to feel like they are the center of uh, importance. And at any point when they feel like they're not getting the response that they want, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to play two ends between the middle. So the more so the question to me is how do we get every parent on board even if we're not best of friends? That takes communication. Like, that takes, you know, communication, you know, really, really sitting down. And what, see, when I was growing up, you didn't, you did not, um, you did not have children speaking as, you know, if adults said a child did something, right. I'm not going to believe the child. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that, you know, you, you got some wicked people out here that live live on children. Yeah, we understand that. But when I was growing up, you did something and the adult said that you did it, then your parents did not ask you, ask the child, well, did you do this? No. The adult already said they caught you doing the X, Y, and Z, so you were to get in trouble. You don't talk back to the adult, you know, and the thing is, you know, there has to be a mutual respect that goes on within I agree with that. My only uh, thing that I will say to that is 
I think also comes down to knowing your child. Um, because there are certain things that people would come to me as an adult or whatever right. and say, uh, your child did so-and-so. Right. I know my child. So I'm going to take what the adult said, but at the same time, I, I'm going to have to evaluate because I was one of those kids where an adult might have said, I did X, Y, and Z. And then there were times my mom was like, you did it. And I probably didn't do it. And, and I think that's what the hiccup is. So, no, I'm not going to take my child at face value, just like I'm not going to take the adult at face value. Um, I think there has to be a balance in there somewhere um, where, where we, like, I'll speak from my son, right? My son is one of the kids that I know that he will tell you the truth. He might bring somebody else in, but he'll tell you the truth. Right. And so if somebody say he did something, and I got both of them in the room, and I'll ask him, well, what did you do? He'll say, well, Daddy, I did this. X, Y, and Z did that. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like that's fair because I I can't always take an adult's uh, comment about my child because they may have ill will toward my child especially in this day and age. There are a lot of people who have ill will towards children. They don't they don't like how they are they might not like who they are as a person, how they may uh carry themselves. So and and even in families because we're talking about blended families. There are some families who have issues with children. And you got to be able to discern as a parent when the child is being extra or when it's really true. So I think at the top of the list, when you have blended families, because there's so many different, uh, uh, how to say it, like there's so many different things that can have an effect on each relationship. I think the number one thing is communication. Right. And like that's at the top of the list. Like you need communication with your child. You need communication with your stepchildren. You need communication with the ex-parent. You need communication with your spouse. Right. And you need all together communication. Like that's number one. Sorry, y'all. It's like allergy season, so we're fighting back sneezes and coughs and all that good stuff. So I, I, I looked up some stuff. I looked up some stuff, and and the the main issues that presents itself in blended families are quarrels between sex siblings, issues with ex parenting, ex parenting, as we were kind of sort of discussing earlier. Yes. And for some cases, new parents trying out childcare for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest one of them are discipline. Right. How to discipline my stepchild. Right. Oh, and I'm, I'm not saying, I, I kind of hate using this term stepchild because yeah, I just think that as my children as my children, regardless if they're my husbands or whatever. Like I like to think as our children as our children, but we want to just put those terms out there so we can differentiate between the child of the you know mother and then the stepchild of the mother or father, vice versa. Right. But um, those are like the, the biggest issues that people um, face in terms of blended families and how a lot of these divorces, those divorces you guys were discussing earlier, are so high because this, this list here, there's pretty much there's lack of communication right. somewhere that's along the line. It, that's pretty much what it boils down to, you know, lack of communication. Absolutely. Um, now, see, I was, I'm, I'm old school. You are. I ain't too far from behind you. 
Or were you child? No, no I don't, I'm not saying a complete stranger. I'm, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about like in the family. I thought we were speaking in like in the family, not like a complete stranger. That right, also right. goes with the other gentleman that was like, you know, you do have to know your child. But I'm talking about like in the family. I don't think in the family. But I'm like, okay, let me not say in the family because people do strange things in families. But in my they family, do. I don't see. <laughs> yeah, I, they do. But I don't think in my family anybody's going to come and lie to my child. Like, I just don't really see that. So, like, that would be like, okay, if my daughter's father. Go ahead. So what if they don't like your child? Say, for instance, the aunt. Or a, you know, or a, um, I think of the word uncle doesn't like your particular child, but never really said anything to you. But they don't like your child. So what if they're telling the story and they add a little extra because they don't like the child? So you're never going to have a conversation with the child to find out if that's true. Um, I have a hard. I have a me personally. I have a hard time seeing that just because, like. I, I, I don't. I just have a hard time seeing that. Like, why would you? Why would you just not like my child? And I, I have a pretty good discerning thing where I can. You ain't got to tell me you ain't. You don't like me or you don't like my child. I can watch what you do. You better discern. You know. Um. Like I. Go ahead. I. I agree. Um. I. My whole thing would be. I would say we have to be vigilant only because there. In a lot of blended families, there have been times even when uh, children have been touched inappropriately and they didn't say anything because of that mentality that I won't be believed because I'm a child. So there are a lot of other things that, like, so, yes, old school growing up was good at times because I grew up that way too, but in my growing, I found stories even within my own immediate family where people were inappropriately touched but never opened their mouth because they were afraid that their parent wouldn't believe them because the adult would say, I didn't do that. So we, we really have to be very mindful of those things because a lot of old school adults do use that cliche to defend what they're doing. Very true. That is true. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, we truly do appreciate it. And thank you for agreeing with me. All right. Just to go back to what you were saying, communication is always key. Right. Always. Always. Key. And if nobody nobody's ever going to get this. Okay? Because Oh,
you know, because no question is, you know, dumb, stupid, or anything. And you can call in. And you can call in as anonymous. You don't even have to give us your name. But please, ask the question because it may help you learn how to co-parent, um, if, even if you're already there or if you're planning on being there with somebody. It'll help you. So please, call in. Thank you, 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 thank you,